0: episode of The Wine Fellers, right here on WHUPP, Hillsboro, North Carolina. I'm Joe, co-founder of Truebottle.com, your professional source for wine auction prices, and my good feller Mark here, fine wine auction director with Leland Little Auctions, and together, we are The Wine! On the first half of the week's show, we drink wine with dinner and even lunch, but why aren't we drinking wine with breakfast? More people are thinking we should, and Mark and I will find out why. During the second half of our show, we will meet the current director of operations and wine at the Frankie Lemon Foundation, Ken Place that, another surprise wine tasting, our second community outreach segment, and more on this week's episode of The Winefellers. But first, the news. Welcome to Hillsboro's only fine wine newscast, winner of the Fustian Radio Arts Medal, Biennial Golden Gym Crack Award, and most improved wine newscast within a six-mile radius of Hillsboro Water Tank's Transmission Tower. This is Wine's News on WH. This week on the Wine Fellers News, you're not still taking baths with water, are you? You should try wine. There's a new wine out just for cats. Of course there is. You say that some chemicals found in red wine enhance sexual desire in women. Woo hoo! This and more on the Wine Fellers News. Hey. How are you doing, Joe? (laughs) Doing just fine, Mark. How was your Halloween? It was fantastic. I uh, didn't uh, send any wine home with the children's
1: candy. Uh, What about you? Well, uh, we had a great Halloween. Um, uh, More kids than we expected came by, and we ran out of candy around 8 o'clock at night. And so we had to switch over to just regular food. So by uh, eight thirty, I was handing out. I handed out a can of garbanzo beans, uh, a, can, a can of uh, cat food, and uh, this is actually true. <laughs> Are you kidding? No, this is really true. We just ran out, and we just given. We're just uh, finding things in our pantry to give to kids. <laughs> garbanzo beans. Yeah. Well. <laughs> Wait. Did you say cat food? Well, we don't even have a cat. I'm not even sure why we have cat food, but we had some, <laughs> and you gave it away. Well, you know, I'm sure their parents would have taken. (laughs) i like i like that you just start giving away things that you really don't need anymore well right i mean like i don't like arbanza beans i don't know why they're here so (laughs) (laughs) why are you giving away all the vegetables mark um Exactly. We weigh vegetables. You know, the good stuff I'm I'm definitely trying to keep. <laughs> You're not giving away any ribeyes? No. <laughs> I can see a kid walk, uh, coming home and uh, having a frozen ribeye in their, <laughs> in their bag. And the parents go, yes, <laughs>
0: score. <laughs> it's like the guys who, you know, the few houses who actually hand out the full size uh, candy bars. Right. Right. You learn about those houses.
1: That's right. And we, well, our candy, by, uh, our candy bars were the really the smallest ones imaginable you know they have the the wrappers like the entire size (laughs) no you're right you're right there is
0: there's the there are i'm not kidding the the um there were the big sizes right? the normal size yeah and then they've got the minis right which is like maybe a couple inches long right now but you're right now there's just literally like bit like bite size yeah
1: it's just the little squares yeah these are you have to kind of feel around the <laughs> wrapper to find the piece of candy that's what we gave out so i'm sure we made a lot of kids happy and no wine you didn't you didn't give out any wine this year well you know i talked it over with my wife and you know we, we discussed that maybe pairing wine with the halloween candy and giving that out could be problematic i don't know we we live in a kind of a stuffy area i guess (laughs) you have a smart wife mark (laughs) yes she is and uh so let me start with the first story oh yeah what have we got so the unison spa resort in japan now offers public wine baths (laughs) wait wait wait. (laughs) public Yes. Okay, go right ahead. At this ancient Roman styled spa <laughs> resort located at the front at the foot of Lush Green Mountains, guests can relax in a vat of warm red wine oh. surrounded by other tourists, families, and even children. <laughs> Everyone is encouraged to splash around as red wine spouts from overhead fountains. The staff at the spa claim that bathing in red wine has unique health benefits because it rejuvenates your body. <laughs> importantly <laughs> the guests are actively discouraged from drinking oh, wine no the wine in the bath oh my <laughs> gosh where was this mark this is in japan this is a this is a real place you can go to and for those of you who have never had a wine a warm wine bath this is your chance i think it's uh, uh i'm sure there's plenty of health benefits so
0: in it's just like any normal uh swimming public swimming pool but instead of Water—it's wine.
1: Well, yeah. We'll get this. So you you have wine, but if you don't like to swim in a warm vat of wine with your <laughs> friends, you can and choose. Strangers. You can choose a green tea spa, a sake spa, a coffee spa, and finally a pepper water spa filled with ramen noodles. <laughs> and this is true. I know it sounds unbelievable, but it is true. You can look it up. Oh my gosh,
0: the the ramen noodle spa is intriguing because. It almost sounds like you're preparing yourself as someone's dish. <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> Boy, you're looking really good in that <laughs> ramen noodle spot. <laughs> but the wine, I mean, to get back to the wine, that just is incredibly
1: disgusting sounding to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I like that how there's a kind of a blanket statement that, you know, if you want wine, we'll give you a glass of wine. Don't drink the wine that's in the bath. I mean, I
0: want to drink. Uh, swimming pool water at the <laughs> same degree as I went to bathe in wine. Yeah,
1: something tells me that this wine is not chlorinated either. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I wonder if um, you know someone has. You know someone is in there drinking that wine, Mark. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, if you're like, you know, teenagers who are not uh, probably uh, not supposed to be drinking wine yet, this is a way of what? I'm just taking a bath. (laughs) Don't drink the wine. (laughs) Little Timmy sure
0: does love his baths. He always wants to come. Always with the wine bath. Always
1: coming to the public wine bath. (laughs)
0: Okay. Uh, we have to, we're going to, once we uh, raise up our, whatever, our travel budget, Mark, I think we're at $1.25 right now in the savings jar.
1: That's right. So I think of the next fundraiser for WHEP, we will, uh, maybe uh, the, the radio station can send us to Japan for a public wine bath. Yeah, that's it. If you want to see your local wine fellers getting in a public
0: <laughs> bath of wine, <laughs> which is not exactly what I want to do, but I would do it for science. Oh, of course. Just uh, send your travel donations here, and we
1: will record everything. That's right. What's next, Mark? Also from Japan, a company called B&H Lifes is the creator of a public called Meow Meow (laughs) Nouveau, which is a wine made just for cats. But luckily, there is no alcohol. Uh, The wine is essentially a juice that is made from Cabernet Franc grapes mixed with catnip. Uh, A (laughs) bottle costs about $4, and I hear it's not too bad.
0: Catnip infused wine.
1: That's right. So I I think that that's a great idea. I think um, I definitely know cats like catnip. I've never actually had them, seen them drink juice. Well,
0: uh, the show before this, Mark, we were talking about
1: the infusion of other herbs into wine. That's right. Last time we were talking about uh, cannabis infused wine and that um now we're talking about I guess catnip. cannabis for cats, which is catnip, I guess. Well, they go crazy over
0: this stuff, but I kn- I don't I don't understand why catnip isn't good enough. <laughs> Just on on its own. <laughs> I know it doesn't <laughs>
2: I have an answer for you. <laughs> you know, we are going to
0: get our guest next week yes. is going to be uh, a kitty cat. Okay, and uh, we're going to we'll, we'll try this out. We'll try this we'll out, buy
1: this, and we'll uh, we'll give you a play by play and tell you what happens. That sounds good.
0: And and why is all this crazy stuff coming out of Japan,
1: Mark? Well, I think this might be coincidental. I don't know, um, but you know, maybe. Wine is. They're onto something. Yeah, maybe they're onto something. We're just well behind. <laughs> All right, next. A recent study performed in Italy with 800 women aged 18 to 50 found that compounds that are present in red wine may actually enhance levels of sexual desire <laughs> in women more so than chemicals found in other alcoholic beverages. The findings were published in the Journal of Sexual Medicine. Researchers were careful to comment that while no one should leap to conclusions about wine's effect on the body, the data may be evidence that regularly drinking the beverage may be a key to better sexuality. They speculated <laughs> that the compounds in red wine increase blood flow to specific areas, which could lead to the increased level of desire. And your take on this, Mark? Well, I mean, I think I feel like I have something I inherently know. I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how. I don't know. I mean,. Is, so, how, what do you think?
0: Yeah, oh, <laughs> nice, nice way to turn it around there. No, well, this is obviously another, uh, probably publicly funded study, which should have never seen the light of day, right? You know, um, I disagree.
1: This is, <laughs> important, this is a really important study. Well, if
0: we were included in the study, yes, of course. Okay, but right, you know, uh, this study
1: is stating the obvious. Well, which is interesting is that why wine these chemicals in wine over chemicals in beer or chemicals in sake well, uh, or something. I mean, this is wine specific, which is interesting. I, I don't know why that would be, um, but that's important okay, information. Okay,
0: no, I now 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 we have something to discuss. Right, right. Whereas we all know that when you know people get drunk, their right. inhibitions go away, exactly. and, and you want to have a good time. Right. And that's going to lead to everything that we're that you just brought up that's right, so, but what this study is saying is, yes, obviously we we know that you know right. we're not idiots we 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 <laughs> right. didn't waste your money, yeah, we know that, but what we found is pound for pound, dollar for dollar, r- certain chemicals in red wine outperform
1: all of the other alcoholic beverages on the market exactly, so if you uh, have a date this weekend. Don't take, don't take someone to a, a pub. Take them to a wine bar. A wine bar. <laughs> anyway, so uh, there was a limit. Uh, in the study, there was a limit uh, to two glasses. Uh, anything more than that disqualified the participants from the study because then they just <laughs> ad- attributed it to drunken behavior. Oh, is that right? Yeah.
2: Mhm.
1: Yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> well, I bet they were. I mean, and
0: and why and again, Mark, why are we uh noted celebrities in the community never okay. asked to participate <laughs> in these types of studies? Well, it's just for women. I don't I don't know why they didn't <laughs> This
1: why didn't they do the study on men? Well, that's a good question, Mark. That's crazy. That's nuts. All right. Well, uh Well,
0: we'll have to to start that that one up. That's right. Fantastic, Mark. Well, is that all for the news today? All for the news. All right. And that's the news for this week. Find us online at thewinefellers.com and continue the discussion of these groundbreaking stories. This has been another exciting report from the Winefellers News
2: Desk.
0: On this week's main story, wine. It's not just for lunch or dinner anymore. Our good fella Mark will discuss the increasing trend of drinking wine with breakfast. But is this a good thing? I know that I've made my decision, but stay tuned and make up your own mind right now on the wine fellers mark
1: here we go for our main story we're going to discuss an important topic like you said drinking wine for breakfast we should carry very we should care very much about this topic (laughs) for without wine for breakfast life joe would simply not be worth living the way you begin every main story mark (laughs) i love it while drinking wine for breakfast is much more common in Europe. This concept is taking off more in the United States, especially on the weekends when breakfast often starts later or even becomes what we call brunch. Ah. Of course, the most common breakfast wine is champagne. Why is this? Well, the crisp acidity and bubbles help cut through the richness of egg dishes and fried foods, <laughs> as well as the fattiness of many cured meats. Also, champagne is very refreshing, bubbly, and lively, the perfect drink to perk you up and help you get on with your day. Mark, I'm feeling in the mood for breakfast all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's great. And champagne works well because it's a, it's a, it has high acidity. Uh, other high-acid wines you could have for breakfast, like a dry Chenin Blanc from Loire. Uh, A crisp Chablis or a dry Riesling would all appear to work just as well. Interesting. Now, is this common in Europe? It's much more common in Europe to drink uh, wine for breakfast than it is here in the United States. I think there's much more of a comfortableness with with, uh, any drinking, really, but mostly with wine. Well, and you find that in some of these
0: European countries, There is more of a social acceptance
1: for this type of drinking. That's right. And so, you know, I'm encouraging our listeners. There's next morning, like tomorrow morning, when you have, let's say, sauces for breakfast, a great wine to try would be like a dry German Riesling. And, interesting. And interesting. most people think that uh, with sausage, you can only drink red wines. It's a big misconception. You can have a nice, dry, white wine, which is a German Riesling, and be great. There's a crisp, citrus, mineral flavors in the wine, a nice acidity level. And uh, it goes well with the meaty and savory flavors in the sausage. Dude, you're serious. I am very serious. And so...
0: You know, yeah, sure. I know folks will wake up. Maybe they'll have a Bloody Mary. Maybe they'll have a uh, a champagne with orange juice, a mimosa. That's right. But you're saying that, you know, a delicious combination is to fry up uh, breakfast sausage and drink Mm. that with one of these one of these nice wines you've just mentioned. What about that sounds wrong? I can't,
1: (laughs) (laughs) I just don't, you know. It all sounds right to me. Exactly. I mean, I'm trying to think of a downside. I'm sure there's something we're not thinking about. But anyways, you could also uh, drink uh, red wine. You could drink with loads of acid in it, like a Pinot Noir or a Gamay uh, from uh, Beaujolais. Uh, I mean, a Beaujolais wine, that is. Uh, But also, uh, in the morning, uh, we like sweeter things, like pancakes and waffles. And for that, you could have a Moscato Dasty, which is sweet a wine with like a slight frizz on it, or a Demisec Vouvray, um, or any wine with a Chenin Blanc grape. I mean, these would be great things to try with uh, with their sweeter breakfast items sure. like pancakes and waffles. And, uh, and I think uh, that is uh, something uh, the Weinfellers recommends as well. Is are you seeing any of the finer restaurants in the
0: area here in North Carolina beginning to offer th- these types of
1: wine menus for the morning? That's a great question because usually when I look at re- when I go to restaurants in the morning or brunch, uh, well, it's typical to see like a mimosa uh, sure, something on sure. there or Bloody Mary, like you said, but you don't see just straight wine being served and being paired with breakfast items which is this unfortunate i think so the the fact is you don't see
0: many beer lists coming out at breakfast either <laughs> you really don't and i think wine has
1: gotten i think wine has gotten a bad rap here i think it i think it does um i'm trying to think of a downside of drinking wine for breakfast i mean maybe sure uh <laughs> You get get to work and uh, you're not as. um, Now, now, Mark, (laughs) what we're talking about here is
0: obviously not drinking a bottle of wine, but drinking. A half bottle, right. A half bottle of wine. (laughs) (laughs) We've been. We covered a couple of shows ago how some employers
1: are providing alcohol at work. That's right. In New York City, uh, employers, some employers are encouraging drinking in the workplace, like advertising agencies and IT places as well. Sure. So those places
0: of employment may look more kindly or favorably upon you drinking that half bottle for breakfast before showing up at the office.
1: That's right. Now, uh, were the captains... Uh, uh, gather before they fly their planes out on Delta, that might not be a great place to
0: start this trend. No, of course. I mean, you always have to drink responsibly. But what I'm saying is responsible adults out
1: choosing their breakfasts should have the option of these wines. Well, you know, wine is good for you. I think uh, a lot of times uh, people don't digest their uh, food very well unless they have a little bit of alcohol, and I think it can help with digest digestion. No, and that's act- true. That's and actually, true. Joe, and here's the surprise wine segment oh, we have no. in store. Oh, it does it have to do with breakfast
0: wines?
3: It
1: does. Uh, did you bring in sausage? Later in the show, we will be having... A surprise wine pairing segment. I will be pairing three wines with three breakfast cereals. (laughs) Cereals? Although this sounds like a joke, I've actually put some thought into this, and I will be pairing three wines with three breakfast cereals, and I think I'm really thinking about how the cereal will taste with the wine that I've paired it with. Now, you're not going to be happy. <laughs> Don't worry. There's no milk involved. The wine will be going right into the cereal. And oh, I, my and, uh, goodness. And you'll get a get a spoon, and it's just going to be It's – you'll love it. And you actually put some thought into I've, this. What I
0: think would pair the best. I mean, last week when we paired the Critter yeah. with the Critter wine, That's right. Uh, I was a little nervous at first. That's right. And – Mark, I've got to give it to you, man. You're coming up with some very tasty pairings. And so, you know, I'm going into this cereal
1: and wine challenge with an open mind, and I'm kind of excited about it. Well, we're going to do this later in the show, so please hang in there, and uh, it's going to be exciting. Awesome. Now, but one more thing as far as the
0: uh, wine for breakfast pairing with cereals, always on the main segment. I love to get our good friend in italia oh, on yes. the phone to get his take on everything that we're doing here on the wine fellers so should we should we call our good friend let's call Pappy. let's call peppy
2: <laughs> what haven't you called? Come on, call Pappy. the
0: Pappy. Hello, uh... Hello, Pappy, are you there?
3: It's the Pappy.
0: Pappy, it is so... Good to hear from you. Pappy, I I was uh, talking... Hello, Josephine. Hello, Pappy. How's
3: my friend in America?
0: We are... Mark and I are doing... Hey, just so well. Marco, good to hear from you,
3: my friend. Yes, we were all
0: here. Now, Pappy, before we get started, I want to hear what you have to say, but Mark and I just had a quick question for you. Uh, because of your a, a lifetime resident of, of Italy, tell us again, we, be good. <clears throat> we had an argument, tell us again what the, the uh, of that. tell us the name of the capital city uh, of Italy.
3: I know what you boys would try hard to make a good show. But you got to not bother me with these questions. you got to make your show better. You know? I thought I was going to talk about a wine. You come at me with all these questions. I thought you were one of my friends. I don't know. And I don't care. That's
1: weird. I I
3: sort of you And you argue about this? This is what you argue about? My friends, there's so much better things to argue about. A wine and a women. And maybe some songs, too.
0: Uh, P- we mostly
3: wine and mostly women. But uh, don't argue about the capital.
0: You're it's absolutely good. right.
3: Capital is a good. Is it there? Good. Is it good? Okay. It's good. It's good. Don't good, argue Pappy.
0: about it. It's good. Now, Pappy, tell us your thoughts on uh, breakfast drinking wine with your breakfast in the morning.
3: It's so beautiful. Mm-hmm. See, in it, in Italia, they only want to drink. No matter what are you doing. There's only a wanna drink, and it is a wine. If you go to a store and you say, I would like a to drink, they say, here is your wine. There's no orange juice, there's no apple juice, there's no water, only a wine. Do you understand?
0: Well, I'm following there's, you, Pappy. There's
3: only a wanna drink in all Italia.
0: Say it with me, Mark. There's only a, there's a wanna one. drink in Italia. Only wanna Only d-
3: wanna drink, drink in, in Italia. all Italia.
0: Well, and uh, tell me once more, Pappy, Marco, what that was. Marco. <laughs> yes.
3: You promised me. Yes. I'm working very hard for you.
1: Y- yes. You y- promised
3: me. You come to Italia and you work with me.
1: I will work. I with- work
3: very hard.
1: Okay. In
3: a wine cellar all day long.
1: Oh, well, I yeah, sure. listen
3: to the wine age.
1: Listen to the wine age? I
3: listen to the wine age. Marco. Have you ever heard of the wine age?
0: Yes, yeah, we've we've heard it uh, mm, No. No.
3: No. In America, it's a too noisy and a too busy. You kinda you kinda, you kinda hear the wine age in America, it's a too busy and a noisy. You come into Italia and you come into my cellar and we work all day. Okay. Listening to the wine age it is a beautiful music it is so <laughs> beautiful it is like a crystal clear mountain stream in italia it is a so <laughs> beautiful it is a, like a, the sound of my, my dear claudia's voice oh claudia singing to me from the vineyard well my dear claudia no. you promise me you come to italia you listen to the wine age
0: well, you heard it here. Pappy calling from the wine country, encouraging us to go and listen to the wine. It was so nice age. to talk to. Pappy. So nice to Pappy. Folks, let's give it up for Pappy Lombardi, calling all the way from beautiful Italia. And that's the end of this week's main story. You're listening to The Winefellers on WHUP. Check us out at thewinefellers.com but now, my favorite segment of the week, wine, yo. your good fellas Mark and Joe explore the wine, exciting yo. world of tasting and pairing wine. And, wine and remember, we're always on the lookout for suggestions and from wine, yo. you. So let's pop the cork right now wine, on this week's episode of
1: The Wine, wine. Fellers. I do. Joe, everybody loves cereal, and we're going to have a surprise wine pairing <laughs> segment this week. On this week's wine pairing segment, I will be pairing three wines with three breakfast cereals. Although this does sound like a joke, it is not. I've <laughs> actually put some thought regarding which wines I'll be pouring into which cereals. And and for all the
0: listeners at home, I can I, they're right in front of me. Three different bowls of
1: cereal. And the wines are all lined up. So he's for real, guys. We at the Wine Fellers encourage everyone to have wine with the cereal tomorrow and let us know how it worked. Uh, but <laughs> again, drive responsibly to work. Uh huh. Now, the first pairing. All right, what have we got? I am going to pour you Captain Crunch Crunchberries. Uh, actually, I'm not going to. Have Captain Yeah, I don't see any Captain Crunch out here. Well, the Wine Fellers, we're on a kind of a shoestring budget. We don't have much of a sponsor yet. So uh, we're using the generic Captain Crunch Crunch Berries, Admiral's Berries. (laughs) And we. Wait, wait, wait. Let me turn this around here. (laughs) Admiral's
0: Berries. Yes. So this
1: (laughs) this is a generic. Crunch berry, <laughs> okay. and, uh, but it's a, it's, it should taste similar to, uh, to uh, looks, Captain it Crunch. Looks it looks like look Captain
0: Crunch with berries to me. So
1: it's a mild but sugary, buttery taste. That's the Captain Crunch berries. And, <laughs> and that, in my pairing brain, that would go really well. The sugary, buttery taste should go really well with a sweet wine like port. Port's a very fortify, it's a fortified wine. It's a very yes. sweet wine. And I think the two were made for each other. So I'm going to pour you... Uh, so uh, uh, a wine, and here we go. Here into this, and to your captain crunch. I'm sorry, admiral's berries. There you go. And uh, oh my goodness! Let me know what you think. This here's spoon. This
0: looks um, pretty uh, tasty here. Let's dropping some crunch berries there. Admirals berries. Yeah, let me Mark, know what you the think. smell of this. How does it, <laughs> well, it smells uh, strong, right? This is not the typical milk. Uh, I'm kind of just turning yeah. this over here. Look, Mark. Here's what I'm going to do: get a nice big bite with a lot of wine on the spoon, and get a couple admirals berries in there. Here we go.
2: Mm. <laughs> what do you think?
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, um, interesting.
1: So. Would this be something you'd
0: recommend? I try it this morning. Yeah, I think you should. You know, the at first it tasted very bad, <laughs> <laughs> supposed but to say that. then, but then
1: it's like got a very nice aftertaste. Very nice. So the finish on your breakfast <laughs> wine cereal, you're saying? Oh is my gosh. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so what? Wine. So what do you taste in the mm. wine? I mean, do you taste any interesting flavors? That
0: wine is very strong.
1: Well, it's port. All right. So it's um, my yeah. first
0: recommendation. It can't be that strong.
1: Okay, it's overpowering. Oh, well, that's good to know. So maybe not port, because you know, port's a sweet wine, but it's a fortified wine. So it's it's what. What that means is it's wine fortified with brandy in the wine. And so you're thinking that that might be too much. I think it is. Now, let me tell you,
0: a, maybe a wine that didn't have that level of brandy or alcohol in it. Okay. Uh, I actually kind of like okay. it. It tastes really uh, quite nice. Yeah. But just a little, those alcoholic
1: vapors. Uh, immediately are just a little strong, uh, overpower the admiral's berries. Okay, well, this this is good. So what we know here is that tomorrow morning you're not going to be uh, likely (laughs) – Having uh, <laughs> admirals <laughs> berries with port, and that's fine. So we'll. <laughs> good to know. Have to Scratch move that one on to list. our second one. That's fine. Uh-huh. Uh, a little, little hurt, but uh, I think you'll. Well, I'll just rebound with the second one. Mm-hmm. you like poured
0: now. You've went ahead and poured some wine into this next bowl. That's right. Which what wine was that?
1: So now, uh, well, first the cereal is uh, honeycomb. Well, actually, that is not honeycomb. It's honeycomb because we're again we're on a shoestring budget, so we're using the generic honey swarm. Oh god! (laughs) Honey swarm, (laughs) and uh, (laughs) does it come with an an EpiPen? (laughs) (laughs) It looks looks a little, a little. It does look a little like honeycomb. Well, the color is the same, I think. Well, I mean, why is why why is there a a swarm of angry hornets on the front of this bowl? (laughs) Well, I think they tried to get close to honeycomb without you know trying to copy them too much, but it does taste. I mean. I there's try. a, there's a, a wasp bit. nest in the background of <laughs> the artwork. I think it's, yeah, it's good cereal. I mean, you know, um, it's oh. like half the <laughs> price of Honeycomb, too, actually. But at any rate, this, this cereal is sweet, sure. but it's not overly sweet. And what this cereal, I think, is made for, is perfect for Sauternes. Now, Sauternes okay. is a traditionally a dessert wine. It's often made from the semillon grape. And it's been a the grape has been affected by a kind of rot, which causes the grape to become partially raisined, huh. uh, resulting in a more concentrated, sweeter wine. And many sauternes actually have a honey-like flavor. And I think uh, this would be a perfect pairing with honey swarm. And uh, <laughs> and I paired a 1998 Riosec sauternes, which is a beautiful sauternes, honey, silky, beautiful golden color, apricot. This that's right. And uh, so give this a try.
0: All right, let's see here. You've actually stirred this up for me here. All right, looks nice. The honeycomb has retained its crispiness, it looks like. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Sorry, man. Here we go. <laughs> you don't
0: look too happy about this. Uh, but- <laughs> you know, the things you do for radio, right? Here we go. That's
1: right. <laughs>
0: oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness.
1: Oh, my gosh.
0: The The good thing uh. is, was a cereal. is actually really good. Oh, good. It's just the other thing. Huh? Um, no, okay. I'm not. I'm this one. I need to try it one more time, okay, Mark, please, because this actually is much better than the other one. I was I was
1: scared. Okay, right? And, yeah. Uh, well, yeah. I, I agree. It's not as strong as the port flavor. It's funny because it does have a different flavor to it. The honey
0: of the cereal combined with this. What appears to be a-
1: actually a delicious wine. Yeah, it is a really good wine. That's my winner so far, man. Oh, well, that's great. So I could do this. This is a Joe recommendation I do this. for tomorrow morning, Sautern and Honeycomb, or Honey Swarm. A honey <laughs> Swarm. <laughs> honeycomb would work, too. Well, that's wonderful. All right, so uh, that's one out of two, so one let's, two. let's see what happens with the third next? one. The last one we're going to try... Here's the cereal. It's Lucky Charms, but of course we're not using we're using the generic marshmallow fortune bits. (laughs) Fortune bits? Marshmallow Fortune Bits, which is it's like Lucky Charms. It has a little guy on the I don't think he's a leprechaun. He is not a leprechaun. (laughs) He's a he has an eye patch, Mark. (laughs) (laughs) Is he a pirate? I (laughs)
0: know. He's a little pirate. it's uh yeah so he is making if you can't see that he's making the little marshmallow charms
1: walk the plank <laughs> i think it's a. It, and the cereal really does taste like lucky charms I don't, I don't i mean you look at the little marshmallows inside i i don't know what these marshmallows resemble i think there's like an axe and a <laughs> these are these are ancient cyrillic you know temples here all right. So uh, with with this cereal, we need a relatively sweet wine, because okay. Lucky Charms is sweet. La- yeah, and the marshmallows. Yes, or the marshmallows. What, what are they
0: called in this cereal? Uh, I don't know. Marshmallow what? Fortune bits.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, my fortune bits. So this yeah, is sweet. Great. So in my opinion, you need something It's a little fizzy, a little perky, a little lively, and uh, we have a champagne uh, brute. Uh, rose. Alright, get out, Mark. I just need to know how this is gonna work here. So we have a bowl and and chair, champagne, brute vintage. good vintage. It's uh, some Pinot Noir, some Chardonnay. Um, but I think you'll like it.
2: Mmm. <laughs> Mark,
1: that is That takes the show. All right That takes the show. A little fizzy, I think it's good.
0: I think so. Tell tell them again what that was because of that. Is the Joe recommendation for tomorrow? Oh, very
1: good. The Joe recommendation is marshmallow fortune bits with Bollinger Champagne Brute Rose Non-Vintage. Well, we've paired the wine. Now
0: stay right here while your good fellers, Mark and Joe. Head down to Hillsborough's Orange County Sportsplex for our second live community outreach segment, and we'll pick up with you there. In the meantime, we have an important philanthropic announcement we hope you'll give some serious consideration to. This is Mark and Joe, your good wine fellers, and we'll see you in just a moment.
3: This is Jennifer Stampy again, presenting WineForTheFruitList.com. Our organization helps those less fortunate and other undesirables by giving them small samples of fine wine. Last week, I invited you to donate. You did not. So now I must explain again why you people should give money to us so that we can give tiny amounts of wine to the truly hurting. Because remember, the real tragedy is to never have known fine wine. Visit wineforthefruitless.com.
0: So here we are at the Sportsplex in Hillsboro, here for our next uh, episode of community outreach.
1: That's right, Joe. We uh, had a community outreach uh, last week. I don't know if you uh, tuned in last week. Uh, I think it went okay. Um, Uh, We were told after our segment was over we probably shouldn't be serving wine to people driving home. So uh, we decided to do something uh, a little different this time. That's right. I mean, we're here
0: uh, surrounded, uh, as you can hear, by people working out at the gym, getting fit, but also getting thirsty. And as Mark uh, has pointed out before, one of the best ways to hydrate yourself and return all of the minerals and nutrients uh, you lose through exercising back into your bodies through a
1: uh, a nice glass of wine. Isn't that right? That's right. I think uh, a lot of people choose to drink water or Gatorade when they work out, and I think they're doing themselves a big disservice. I think there's a lot more going on in wine uh for those who want to get a really good workout and so i think we'd like to uh introduce wine to people who work out i think it's just really a great option absolutely what did you bring for our athletes today mark well i brought another cabernet sauvignon from california the same one i brought last time Mm -hmm. Uh, we didn't uh, get to serve all the wine we wanted to last time but But I think we uh, have some more to serve to the fine folks here.
0: Okay, yeah, I notice uh, no Dixie Cups today, though.
1: No, I, I, uh, from uh, last time, the feedback we got is nobody really wants to drink red wine out of a Dixie Cup. It doesn't taste very good. People really want to drink red wine out of a nice crystal glass. Great, and I see you have a couple of those already
0: poured on a beautiful looking tray and uh, let's look around here yeah, yeah, yeah. who should we uh, go with first mark everyone is, seems to be busy on their exercise machines
1: well there's a yeah what about over here there's a woman isn't yeah, yeah she's on a treadmill she
0: looks very thirsty she's working hard and there's a Mark, why don't you go grab the free treadmill next to her. That's a good idea. Uh, get up to speed and uh, see if you can't offer her some fine wine. I'll be sitting here by the weights and uh, you just take it
1: away, Mark. Okay, Joe, I'll head over there. Uh, excuse me? Uh, this? Excuse me? Excuse, excuse what? me? What? Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm Mark with the Wine Fellers and uh, we're doing a little community outreach and what we're doing is we're serving wine to people who are running today because uh, we think that wine is better than a sports drink and we want you to try it and see how it works for you
3: who, who are you I why are you holding that
1: tray well i'm holding a tray of wine because i think uh you'd like to try wine instead of your sports drink and to see how how it goes how you feel
3: i've, I've never heard of
1: well, uh, we only have a short amount of time. Can I give you this uh, tray of wine? Because uh, uh, I want you to try this, and I think you'll be happy with it. So uh, I'm going to hand it to you. Well, uh, is that a, I don't, here you go. No,
3: uh, I, I don't think I should he, be doing no, it. No, no, no. Here, here,
1: take this. Take this. Ah.
3: Good grief, Mark. What went wrong?
0: I don't know, but it looked like she couldn't hold her wine. Absolutely not, Mark. We gotta get out of here. Let's go. with our live studio audience. (sighs) Ken Place is a former senior executive with Accenture who has turned his passion for wine collecting into a career helping others. He was born in Nicaragua, studied at Davidson College, and has lived in North Carolina for the past 32 years. Ken is an avid wine collector with a collection of more than 3,000 bottles. He is currently the Director of Operations and Wine at the Frankie Lemon Foundation, where he was responsible for leading one of the Southeast's largest charity wine auctions, the Triangle Wine Experience, into the future. Ken, welcome to this week's episode of The Winefellers.
1: Welcome, Ken. Oh, nice to be here. Um, I think we have something interesting to talk about, and it's, it's a very timely subject because what happened this morning? Well,
4: this morning we had wine for breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> I love That's it. right, Joe. Ken and, and this and I, is true. Is this is not the. <laughs> is there some secret
1: wine for breakfast society? I'm just not a part of, guys. Well, it's, it's so. Uh, this morning, uh, uh, Ken and I were involved with a blind wine tasting group, and, uh, and uh, this is a great uh, group and a great way to try wine, that, uh, a great way to understand wine.
4: So every Monday morning, um, a group of the top sommeliers in town uh, gets together, and basically one person brings six wines, and everybody else is supposed to taste the wine and analytically— you know th- go through the thinking process and deduct deductively, analyze it and determine where it's from, what vintage, uh, what great variety. Uh, and it's a lot of fun. it's 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 a great way of learning about wine. It's also very humbling because uh, you 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 think it's very simple, very straightforward but it's, uh, it's very difficult.
1: That's right, Joe. Imagine this. Um, someone brings six wines in from anywhere around the world. Got it. You can't see the bottle. You can't see, uh, you know, what's on the label. They pour uh, six glasses of wine, and you have to go through each glass, and you're given a time limit, and you uh, need to pick out what wine you are th- you think you are drinking out of the Thousands of possibilities that are out there, um, but uh, in, the, in the many regions. And uh, it's amazing that uh, today um, I think there was one person who got six out of six uh, wines wow. correct. It's really, truly amazing.
4: That is correct, and, and I think we had a couple others that were uh, five out of six. So it was uh, – these guys are very, very good at what they do. It's amazing. Um, it's part of their profession. They drink wine every day, right? For, sure. And they, they taste wine to, to buy for their uh, restaurants, and so they have to know their stuff and, and – uh, they did a fantastic job this morning
1: they really did and it's just amazing to see somebody who really knows what they're go- doing go through deductive reasoning with a blind wine tasting not knowing what the wine is and uh... it's 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 a very logical process you try to go through this the same process in the same way every time and the only very of course is the wine and It's very scientific i find and it's just a, an amazing way to uh, hone in on your palate, because any other way, if you uh, are trying to discern what wine you're drinking, if you know uh, the bottle or if you know the region, that already colors your experience of how you are going to find the wine or how you're going to taste the wine. And drinking it blind, as any scientist will tell you, uh, is the only way to really learn.
4: Yeah. And I think, you know, one of, one of the things I look at it is, and is, uh, in, in a mistake that I fall into is, is I let one factor Say okay, I I smell this, and I said immediately I smell. I say this is a Rioja. Well, no, don't make that judgment. Uh, you know, look at it and analyze every mm. component, and then at the end you say okay, well, this is a Rioja because this 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 is this reason, right? And so it's 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 a uh, it's very humbling. Uh, I would recommend if if you haven't done so already, watch the movie Som.
3: That's right. Uh, it
4: is it is basically the story of some of the top sommeliers in in, in the world. And how the process they go through, the training that they go to, 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 uh, and in, in pass this super, super tough test, uh, of which, you know, maybe, uh, 7% of the, the, the people that take the test, it, and it's by invitation only, right. uh, actually pass. So it's, it's, uh, it's a wonderful skill, uh, and you get to learn
1: more about wine and, and get to taste great wines at 9 a.m. in the morning. Well, uh, that's true. And one thing that amazed me this morning as you're talking about Rioja, is that, um, You know, which I learned this morning, which I didn't know, is that uh, there was a couple of uh, sommeliers who got it just like that. They got it very quickly, and they were tasting for – as soon as they tasted American oak, they knew what they were drinking. Exactly. That's correct, right? And so
4: it it puts not only your palate but the theory – uh, yeah, that you're learning about a uh, certain wine, and you got to match the two. And the quicker you can get it done, because you've got uh, four minutes of wine, and uh, when you're actually doing the test, yeah, if you exceed your time, you didn't pass. So uh, having that that knowledge at your fingertips and then being able to to deductively go through the tasting, is as soon as you know something, you better hurry up and, and get that one done quickly because then it gives you more time for the other wines. Hey, now uh, mark, if I may interrupt here, what uh, this is very
0: intriguing It is. now i have uh, uh we all know about uh, uh cleanse it uh cleansing your palate right that's right and so what do you guys use between tastes to cleanse your palate and get ready
4: for the next challenge just a sip of water that's all is and, that it and you're not drinking really uh you're spitting uh, that's right. uh so you're 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 uh you're taking a mouthful, swishing it, switching it uh, on your mouth, just to get all the flavors and and, and uh, all of the the, uh, the tannins and the body and and all of the structural components of the wine, and then you're you're spitting it. And then you, know, you 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 rinse your your uh, your mouth with water and
1: on to the next one. It's truly amazing, Joe, that uh, some of these sommeliers and we're so fortunate to have uh, such ex- excellent sommeliers around town that uh, were able to just nail these wines. Um, I think I got one out of six, and I think it was probably um, uh, just law of averages. <laughs> <laughs> <That's true. laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, we had uh, at least one person to get all sick. So um, so well, that's pretty rare, isn't it?
4: it it's some, somewhat rare.
1: Okay. But, but today I
4: decided I was the host. So I brought the wines. So I, I didn't, uh, I wasn't partaking in the, in the uh, mystery. Uh, and today I wanted to bring uh, a series of wines that were kind of down down the middle strikes sure. right. Yeah, I didn't want to throw any curveballs. You can throw a lot of curveballs, bringing an older wine or or uh, a, a rare or a, a atypical type of, of 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 wine. I wanted everything to be straight down the middle, and uh, so I, I I told them at the very beginning, you you better get six for six because this <laughs> is this is straight down the middle. Now now when it, these people are not only
0: guessing where it came from, but they're guessing the age. They're, yes, they're,
4: they are, and they're very good at guessing wow. the age. Wow! You look, at, you look at, at, the, at the rim of the, of the wine as, as you're looking at it, and they can tell you within two three years uh, b- the age of each of the wines. Very, they are very very good. That at That is so it. often they can
1: tell you whether the, you know the wine comes from a hot year or a cold year, and uh, that can often narrow down uh, the right. you know, wine. And,
4: and, and you know, what Mark is saying, I think, is important. Right? If, if you say it's a hot year, and you think it's a shutting of the pop. Well, your your theory, you know that 07 uh, 2010 were all hot ears. That's right. And so mm. you better it, it better match <laughs> your your thinking uh, in terms of what that that what that vintage was. So
1: yes, and so it's uh, um I'll, I'm going to do that a group again. I think it's just there's no better way to to learn wine and uh, really interesting people there. Um so but I want to make sure that we have time to talk about uh your day job. Uh you you have a really important, very uh, difficult job. You pretty much run the uh, Triangle Wine Experience. Tell us what the Triangle Wine Experience is.
4: Well, the Triangle Wine Experience uh, is one of the Southeast's largest charity wine auctions, and basically it's a series of events uh, over a four-day period that, uh, uh, you know, dinners, tastings, um, a a gala, and a wine auction, and all to uh, collect funds for the Frankie Lemon Foundation, That supports uh, the Frankie Lemon School, and the Frankie Lemon School is a school for kids three to six years old that have special developmental needs, such as Down syndrome or autism. So it's a
1: very, very worthy cause. It's a great charity, and uh, it's amazing um, that we have this in our backyard. Many people don't realize we have such... Uh, first of all does a great job for the children and also it's amazing that the winemakers that come to this it's some of the best winemakers in the world land in the triangle for one night and anybody can go to the uh, triangle wine experience and try these wines Uh, it's uh, wines that normally you just don't have access or they're prohibitively expensive um, and just it's just a really and it's just aside from that it's just a lot of fun
4: correct and and we're very blessed that we we uh uh, we're getting about uh, 40 winemakers uh, that are coming this year. And as you said, Mark, there are some of the best winemakers in the world. Uh, we're getting um, Pierre Sayan of uh, Verite. We're getting wow. uh, Chris Carpenter with uh, La Coya and Cardinal. Uh, you know, some fantastic winemakers that are coming in. And my job in the coming years is to expand and to bring international winemakers uh, to come and join uh, and, and have a, a world-class event.
1: Well, um I know you've been involved uh, with the Triangle One Experience for a while now, and uh, it really is uh, one of my favorite evenings of the year. Everyone, uh, you know, d- dresses up and dresses in dresses and tuxes, and uh, and, th- and it, there's like you said, is a, a big a live auction. That you can bid si- on silent auctions, and um, it's and it raises uh, a, a good amount of uh, money for children who really, really need it.
4: Yeah. Last year we raised a million five uh, throughout the whole event. Fantastic! And and basically, uh, it covers eighty percent of the funding of the school. That's right. The other the other twenty percent comes from the state, but it's really never enough to to be able to do everything that we need to do all of the, the t- pay all the salaries and give
1: all the therapies to the kids uh, that that they need so, um, and one thing i forgot to mention is that there's a, a, a several of the best ra- restaurateurs tours are show up as well in addition to the winemakers and sort of just all the best restaurants in the triangle are there right the, the first day
4: uh, thursday um we will have 35 of the top restaurants in the area each of them paired with a winemaker uh, and basically we will, we will have uh, roughly, I would say, 1,600, 1,700 people attend those wine dinners uh, to support uh, the school,
1: that's right. So you don't necessarily have to go to the big gala. Uh, you can go uh, throughout the week. I believe there are uh, different wine dinners paired with winemakers all around town. I mean, I mean Chapel Hill, Durham, everywhere. You're correct. And uh, you can just choose the restaurant, choose the winemaker, and for for an evening and uh, meet the winemaker often. And it's just it's just a truly uh, really interesting. Uh, way to experience wine and food,
4: and even if, if uh, you can't make it to either of those events uh, or it's too expensive for whatever reason, uh, which I don't think there are, but uh, that we have uh, basically free event that you can go to one of your f- local favorite wine shops, and uh, some of the winemakers will be pouring uh, for free at some of the, win- uh, the the stores in the neighborhood.
1: Wow, that's right. I, I didn't even I didn't realize that's, that. That's on Friday afternoon. Well I think that's great um, one last question Ken uh, I always love to ask uh, guess this uh, how did you get into wine collecting what 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 it what I is always interesting for oftentimes there's a pivotal moment what happened to you where you decided that this was going to be something you really you know was going to take charge part of your life
4: right. well I, I yeah uh, in part of business I tried to um, um, for some reason, the wine list overs ended up with me. So I had to learn about wine. That's right. And l- little by little, you gain knowledge, and, and it's fun. Um, I also uh, decided, you know, this is something that's really uh, nice, and I started collecting. I started traveling, and it took me all over the world, it took me to, to Australia. I've got, been to uh, France and Germany and Italy, uh, Mexico, uh, in the wine region in Mexico. Uh, so it's, it's, a, it's a big, wide world. And uh, it's it's addictive too. Um, yeah, uh, very addictive. And uh, so uh, my collection has
1: kept growing and growing. And uh, I always say I have I already have too much wine, but I keep buying. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> Ken, you're, you are you uh, are welcome on the show anytime. It's just a, f- a really fascinating talking with you. Uh, just you have a, such a knowledge base, and uh, we just would m- be more than happy to have you on again. And please come.
4: No, thank you for having me.
0: And we'd also like to thank you, the listener, for tuning in today. Wow, Mark, our live studio audience seems quite taken with our special guest this week.
1: That's right, Joe. It's quite a lively crowd here this evening. Why doesn't our guest stand up and take a bow? Hey, excellent idea. Please stand up, take a bow.
0: (laughs) In fact, Mark, can we get the entire crew out here? it's
1: been quite a show and I'd like them recognized as well sure thing uh, most people don't understand what goes into producing a high quality show like this each and every week ah uh, here's the team coming out now alright you've been
0: listening to your goodfellers Mark and Joe visit us online at thewinefellers.com or catch us on the Facebook or the Twitter but most importantly Make sure to join us every Monday at 5 p.m. right here on 104.7 WHUP Hillsboro, home of the Winefellers.
2: Songs and melodies change and change and sway, but they still stay the same songs that we sang when the dark days come are the songs that we sang when we chased them away if I ever found a pot of gold I'd buy bottles untold of the nectar of the vines cause I'm gonna die with a twinkle in my eye cause spun stories love, laughed and drank wine tomorrow is another